Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Are you ready to close the chapter of who you were to get to who you truly are? The good news is you don't need permission, but your environment plays a key role in the decisions that you make every day and how you show up. Hey, hey everyone, this is Amanda Gates and I'd like to welcome you to the Home Energy Design Podcast. And I am so thrilled to share with you today my kick-ass millennial, change maker, and spiritual leader, Sabrina Riccio. I've been listening to her podcast, The Sovereign Society, for a little over a year now, and I am convinced that Pedicali, author of Earth is Calling, also a millennial, has it right that millennials have different DNA, a different makeup, and a different way of doing things for a reason. They are here to change the way things have been done to call in a new way of doing things because the old ways, hey, (laughs) they are not working. Today, we are going to banish the stigmas, power up the divine, and look at new ways to evolve into a higher, more beautiful, accepting world that gives back and serves, making the planet a place with great compassion, connection, and collaboration. Sounds pretty kick-ass, right? Hell yeah. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is Amanda Gates. I'm super excited. Uh, I have an amazing guest on today. And we like just, you know, started before we even got into the show, we were already starting to have a a really rad conversation. Um, But I've got Sabrina Riccio on the show today. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yes, you did. I tell people it's like Gucci, like that CC sound. You know, because I've had people butcher it my whole life and I just let it go. But so now I'm like, it's like Gucci, like that kind of sound. So you nailed it. <laughs> Good job, Amanda. Gold star for me. So um, one of the things that I love about Sabrina and the reason why I wanted to have her on the show is um, my audience is very high vibe. We have um, just all kinds of really rad people on the show. And just everything about you really resonates with everything that we talk about here on the show and just what I do and, and, you know, just trying to elevate consciousness. You just said a minute ago how, um, everybody has a poverty mentality where you are. And, um, I, my proprietary system that I, um, have created is called above and below the cross emotions. And so below the cross is where pretty much mass consciousness is at it's fear guilt shame apathy you know it's all the shit in life and that's like where pretty much everybody is um and so one of the things that i love about you and what you're doing is is i feel like there are a lot of souls on this planet that are have either been awoken or are waking up to help humanity basically 
to rise up and, and become a better human and to stop focusing on the drudgery down here and really focusing on why we're here and, and the point of it all, which is love, which you had just mentioned and, and stuff like that. So you say on your site that you are a soulistic alchemist, medicine priestess, and spirit guide. So let's just dive right in and start explaining to the audience all your magic and all that you do and what, what you're going to do for humanity. Oh, it's actually super perfect because right when I was like, you asked that, I look at the time and it's 12-12 and I've been seeing that every day for like months. I swear, that's like my new thing. So super happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay. So let's dive in. To me, Solistic Alchemist is seeing that everything is connected. There is no separation between you, your love, your work, your health, your life. They are all together. The way that you show and present yourself to the world, it's all encompassing. So to me, what I do as a Solistic Alchemist is that I help people remember that they are co-creating their reality and there is magic that can happen through miracles and you simply shifting your perception and allowing yourself to focus on the love rather than the places that are just simply lacking love and giving yourself that nourishment, allowing yourself to shift your energy. That to me is alchemy. So I do a lot of seeing the big picture of all the different pillars of your life, seeing what part is not, is kind of like crumbling in a way because it's not solid, it's not on solid ground, and then transmute that. Medicine woman, I work a lot with nature. Um, a huge part of what's healed me um, over the time because I had severe uh, mental health issues after I was struck by lightning. Um, so that is also like they say like the, the the initiation of the shaman right so um i just i allow myself to work with plants i allow myself to work with nature animals i'm just constantly in this space of intuitive guidance with nature with god with source that's all around me um to help me navigate through this time and space with ease and grace which allows me to be that soul guide because a lot of what I do through my podcast, the Sovereign Society podcast, through my one-on-one -on -one work with my clients, through my group experiences when I'm teaching at festivals, I'm just there helping guide people to who they are, to their soul. Because the soul at the soul level, like the soul in its natural state is pure love. It's infinite potential. It's when these other energies that are getting stuck in our auric field due to trauma that we have that has dimmed our light, that's when we get that life force pulled out of us. And that's when we get a little sidetracked from what our soul wants because we get so heady and we worry what everyone else is doing, the comparison, all those things. So my biggest thing is just to help people get to who they truly are. Like you at your core. So I just do my best to be here, being real, being authentic, like being myself, being vulnerable to give permission for others to do the same because I just feel like a lot of people just need that permission granted kind of invitation. Permission. What a strong word, right? Like <laughs> we, and I love that you say that you help people get to who they are. I think that so many, you know, that's what I love about children so much is just their purity and innocence and, and 
nothing has really jaded them or gotten stuck on them and, you know, told them those self-limiting beliefs about themselves. And so it's this idea of um, circling back to where they are originally from and circling back to who they truly are. Because I think that this word authentic is really starting to come up a lot for people of, you know, be your authentic self and you need to be authentic, but you know, that can be kind of scary. Like, well, who is my authentic self? What does that even look like? Like, do I even know I've gotten so lost in the, the dust that they might not be able to answer that question intelligently or even know what exactly that looks like. Um, which brings me to, you talk also about on your website and you've, you've talked about it on your podcast about a balanced conscious life. And I think that's what it takes to find your authentic self and, and really get to um, clarity about who you are. So how do you help people find their way back home? Mm, yeah. So the biggest thing, finding your way back home, home, security, that's what we think when we're at home. That is your root chakra. Like that's the straight up root. That's your grounding that's built on everything. So the thing is, is that your root, I'm really working on this new chakra system that I've also been hearing um, as we continue to excel and ascend because so much of the lower uh, three chakras from the systems that we've always been aware of deal a lot with our inner child. And so to me, what I've been seeing is I've constantly been able to work and heal my inner child. There's no more loops for me to go back around. It's like, I'm completely like closing the chapters and just like, that's solid. Like I know that part of me. Now I can go to the next part. I know that part of me. Now I can go to the next part. So there's not as much trauma. Um, so what I do a lot is I really work a lot on balance of energy. So the masculine feminine energy that make the two that make us. And a lot of people haven't been liking to use that term lately, but it is what it is. Like there is a balance of masculine and feminine that we have to do. So I really help people come up with the structure, like building a really solid sacred chalice, that structure, so that their Shakti creative energy can flow. Because we need to take responsibility for the things that allow us to be solid. And so a lot of that is really strengthening the nervous system. Like we have to, like our nervous system has been so shot today due to environmental hazards you know like we don't have clean air we don't have clean water right now like there's things that are also going on that we have to also be aware of there's an excessive amount of radiation from our technology and our wi-fi and things like that so i'm helping people strengthen their physical body through practices like kundalini yoga and also being able to go through and heal like where there's blockages in that through you know going back to those moments that we kind of avoid to transmute it and to recognize the ancestral lineage so to me that's all part of the structure that's where i'm able to create that balance to allow myself to flow because that's where the confidence comes in that's where the strength comes in that's where the wisdom comes in so i just help people remember what they may have forgotten simply by saying hey <laughs> There's an, there's an alternative. You don't have to be stuck in this victim mindset. So it's getting you out of the loop 
so that you can be able to be in that space of balance, of give and receive, of self-care and when to share, you know? Like we have to really be able to honor our boundaries. We have to be able to show up. There's a balance of that too. So that's how I see a balanced life is when do we go in and when do we show up? Yeah, I love that. And I love uh, this idea of the visual. I always love visuals of um, closing the chapter because I think that we do get, uh, a lot of us get stuck in the loop of we replay that story for whatever it is, whatever happened to us, that is how we show up based on that experience from that loop and we just keep replaying it and replaying it and so this idea of kind of breaking away from that and getting into flow i mean i hear that all the time in my feng shui practices people are are like i just feel stuck i just i can't i can't seem to to move forward i feel stuck and i want flow in my life and i think the biggest issue is is that you know you talk about this idea of, of your your dharma really is to transcend negativity and i think that that is such a powerful thing and such a powerful tool to give to humanity because i feel like that is the reason why mass consciousness is so low it's because of negativity i i can't even tell you the last time i turned on a television i don't watch the news i don't want anything to do with it some people yeah. may say that that's pollyanna of me and to stick my head in the sand but I don't like how it makes me feel. I don't like how it affects me and it creates loops in my mind because I'll keep thinking about it and I'll worry about it. And it's like, in order for me to really stay in those above the cross emotions of love and enlightenment and peace, you know, I have to preserve my own self care. So for those that are listening today or, you know, um, people that you've worked with, how do you help them to, start that process because we love our stories. We love our negative loops that we have. So what does that look like when you're working with someone to help them? You know, it sounds awesome. I'm going to help you transcend negativity. Okay, great. But how somebody listening today that isn't in that high vibe mentality, how do they do something like that? Well, the first thing is like being aware of your environment. Like you said, you know, like the thing that I do first is how does my home feel? How does my environment feel? Because our environment is everything. If you're not feeling, if you're not feeling good in your home, you're not going to be able to feel solid and grounded. You know, I'm so passionate about home design. I'm actually turning my home into a retreat space um, here in Joshua Tree so that people can come in and heal in the space because that's what I've seen for the past year. People coming into my house and they're having these breakthroughs and really readjusting and seeing. So first of all is your environment, right? Like who, the people you surround yourself with. Take inventory of that. Take inventory of where you spend your energy. Are you stuck on the loop of Facebook? Are you uh, watching the news? Like for me, I've been watching the news lately because I saw that um, Alexandria Ortiz, who um, she's like this 28 year old that won the congressional seat that for the Democratic nomination in New York, and she's completely progressive, and she's you know she has like really good ideas. So to me, that feels like I've been putting my energy in that for hope of what can be shifted here in our government. So I'm being very aware of what I put my focus and my attention into. What kind of news 
am I reading about? Am I reading about like things that are really like fulfilling or am I reading the trap that is the dogma and the propaganda that is wanting you to stay in that low vibration because if you're in a higher vibration, they lose power. So you have to also be aware of what you're reading, what you're consuming, what you're eating, how you speak to yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's a great one. How you speak to yourself and the stories that you're repeating. Are those stories, stories of you being victorious? Or are those stories of you being like, poor me, poor me? And if there's still that victim mindset, that is an opportunity for you to do the work and see where the root of that comes from. And to go back to that memory and give that little boy or that little girl at that moment what she needed. Because the past, the present, and the future are all here. So everything that has brought you to this very breath, to this very blink of an eye, has been stuck inside your conscious, your subconscious, and your unconscious mind. So you need to really be aware of everything up until this point of what you're seeing, all the hard work, where you still have trauma that needs to be worked through that you need to address. This is about you taking responsibility for your life because we girl, we're in a society that's pretty lazy. The mass could like the mass group of people of the collective are pretty lazy, but people are breaking out with that spell because people are realizing like enough is enough. Like I actually want to be living my life. And so people are realizing like, I have to start like changing, you know, moving my body. That's a way to get out of negativity because you have stuck energy. Are you breathing? Are you connected to nature? Are you surrounding yourself with people that see you and people that you also see because there's this balance of give and take, right? You can't be just around people that are going to be rescuing you, but you don't help them when they need you. So it's really about you taking responsibility about the energy you're surrounding yourself with and to be in that getting out of that negative energy to that positive energy is about you surrounding yourself with things that bring you joy things that make you feel loved feel things that make you feel supported that bring happiness and peace and that's your responsibility all the feels so i just want to reiterate some of these because i think these are fantastic tips that People need to hear, and we talk a lot about this on this show, but I always like to reiterate because as my grandmaster says, uh, repetition is key. <laughs> um, so environment, absolutely. I, I, you know, as a feng shui practitioner, that's number one in my book is make sure that your um, space has beautiful energy in it. Uh, pay attention to who you surround yourself with. Oh my God, hello. Like you're, what's that saying? Like you are the consciousness of the five people that are around you. Yeah, totally. Pay attention to that. How you speak to yourself. Can I get an amen? I mean, <laughs> Jesus, criminy. I mean, so many of us have these self-deprecating stories, right? That we, oh, I'll never be able to do that. I'm not smart enough to do that. I'm not as good as they are. I don't have any, as many you have to go to that root of when you first heard that in your childhood and heal it. And what did that little boy or little girl need and give it to them? That's how you start healing that. Yeah. That's powerful. Moving without a doubt. Yoga will change your life. 
Breathing. It's so funny that you brought that up. The podcast that I just recorded before you, we were talking about the importance of breath work. And I talk a lot about breath work on this show about just breaking through the stuck energy in our, our in our personal chi about breaking that up. Nature, hella freaking luya. How many people don't get outside anymore? Hug a damn tree. <laughs> um, give and take. Wow. That one's powerful because when we're talking about give and take, I feel like we are in a take, take, take society. So this idea of giving and receiving, I mean, that's when you're getting on a soul level because that means that your heart centers are connecting. I think that's very powerful. And then ultimately, you know, to really make all of this happen, it's about making a choice. You're either going to do it or you're not. I think that's powerful. So yeah, goosebumps over here. <laughs> 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 so one of the things, I, I don't know, uh, Sabrina, what your age is, but one of the things, I am just under the cusp of being a quote unquote millennial. And I've heard a lot about, um, and one of the things that kind of solidified this, I knew this in my inner knowing that millennials were different. And I knew in my inner knowing that millennials were being sent here for a reason and I'm getting goosebumps. So I, I know that I too am getting uh, the yes factor that they have been sent here to do things differently for a reason that we need change. And Peta Kelly in her book, Earth is Hiring kind of solidified that for me because she was talking about how literally the DNA is different. And the reason that they're being um, labeled with all of these different scenarios of, oh, they're lazy or they don't want to do this or, you know, they do things differently is because they actually are doing things differently to shift the paradigm. And why, in your opinion, I, you know, I have an answer to this, but I, I want to know why is this shift necessary and what can we be doing to be more proactive to accelerate this shift because I think it needs to happen. So it's already happening. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm 29. So I'm mid millennial, like I'm in there. And I have actually been doing millennial research since I was in college and I graduated from college seven years ago. So I'm 29 and um, I've been really passionate about millennials actually since I was a little girl. I've been studying the indigos. Um, and so indigos essentially came here to shake shit up. We came here to help remember what life is about. And so we come with like, to me, indigo represents like throat chakra, right? And, uh, or, your, or excuse me, third eye. So it represents the intuitive. So we are here in this intuitive space. Like we are intuitive beings, so many millennials because, and that's why we're so empathic. That's why we're so connected with nature. That's why we're um, activists and speaking up for people or things that really don't have a voice is because we know intuitively why we are here. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like a lot of millennials are here because, and we're doing this work, is because we are truly the last generation to remember what life is like pre and post technology. So we are the bridge of that to keep a balanced life on when to be with nature, but when to also be able to use the advancements of technology to help, to help nature. You know, we've got solar panels that are coming up and there's so many like 
different, um, they're using like algae to clean water and things like that. So these are technologies we need to help heal the planet, but we can't also get to have the pendulum swing too hard where that's all we're doing is on our technology. And so we also have to be able to have that human interaction and that human connection as well as our connection with nature. But I feel like a lot of millennials, like, you know, some like my sister, for instance, is four years younger than me. And she's very attached. Her generation's very attached to their computers and their phones. They're also still pretty young. But I feel like as, as millennials are getting older too, the thing is we've been dealing with trauma since we were pubescent years. Like we've been, we're the 9-11 kids. And so being these 9-11 kids, there's trauma that we've had about safety, trauma that we've had about hope for the future and war and all these things. And so I feel like that's why there is also a huge insurgence of psychedelic use through millennials as it were in the late 60s because history is repeating itself. This time though, we have a lot more um, education from the late 60s because of history and books and stories that we don't have to repeat those patterns. We can make that even better because we're able to look back at that and be like, okay, what worked and what didn't work? And using what worked going forward. And so for me, that's what like has been a huge help for me was also working with psychedelics because I, after I was struck by lightning, I had severe paranoia, uh, psychosis, PTSD, a lot of mental health issues. Um, and me being able to connect with nature, to connect with God, to connect with source and to heal, I've been able to use these medicines as part of being a solistic alchemist to really transmute inside my body the cellular memory. And we as millennials are the pattern breakers. We're the sacred disruptors because we're like, we don't need to be stuck in these traps and in these loops that our generations have. You know, like I have a client, for instance, right now, she's like, my, my grandparents survived the Holocaust. And so she's had like this loop of being displaced in her home for generations. And she's cutting that pattern. We did work today to cut that pattern right here, right now. And so these are the things that millennials are doing because we see what's the potential for the future because we've seen it through our third eye, which is truth. Their third eye, our intuitive knowledge is us connecting with source, with God, with spirit. It's in spirit, inspiration. And so what we're doing is we're seeing what's happening. And so we're cleaning up the mess from our ancestors, but being in a space where we see them and we recognize that everyone's been doing their best. And so there's more compassion coming in, more love, more connection, more authenticity in a way that it's like, you're being who you are and it's enough. Now let's work together. Like these are my strengths and those are your strengths and those might be my weaknesses and your strengths and my, and my strengths may be some of your weaknesses. So let's collaborate together to try to lift each other up, which is also so much of the energy of the Aquarian age, which we've experienced post 2012, which is why the shift is happening. So what we're experiencing in the world right now is the remnants and the shadow of the old paradigm. It's what's trying to get its last grip. It's trying, it's trying. It's the 11th hour of that cycle. And that's why it's hitting us so hard. There's no accident that all of these planets are in retrograde right now to help us look back 
take responsibility, transmute, and see that as an opportunity that was a beautiful lesson for us. And it brought wisdom and it brought strength and courage so that we can go forth and remember what we've been able to overcome. And that's why I feel the millennials are so fired up and are the ones that are really making change. Well, if that is not a testament for why we should honor our millennials, I don't know what is. Um, (laughs) Talk about being fired up. And I, I think that one of the things that, uh, one of the things that I think is so beautiful about um, the collective of millennials that I've seen is just this, they are so much more empathetic. Um, They do have so much more hope. They are keenly intuitive. Um, They have this connectedness to them and this collaboration within them to want to work together. And the thing that I absolutely adore about millennials is most of the ones that I know are really breaking away and see that the patriarchal system is such nonsense. And it's like this, this doing for the sake of doing, and, you know, I'm going to step on whoever I need to, to get there. Like that shift is, in my opinion, one of the best things about the millennials coming in, like you said, and cleaning shit up because of the way things have been done. Millennials are so lazy. It's like, no, we're like working our asses off energetically to clean up the mess because there's a lot more than just physical work that we're doing here. Right. And I think that, um, I think part of the, the fear really is that I feel like millennials think differently they do things differently, they approach things differently. Um, and the, the ideas that they come up with are, you know, I really feel like a lot of millennials are trailblazers in the way that they want to collaborate and change things. And it's things that we haven't seen before. And so those old pattern loops are, oh God, no, that's scary. It's the unknown or it's lazy or let's label it something so that we don't have to do that because we want to do this and this is what we've been doing and we know this is what works, we think. Yeah. Well, what actually just came through when you were saying that was that millennials are also the bridge between the 1900s and the ones, the thousands to the 2000s. We're the last, we're the last group that is really carrying a whole millennia to a new millennia. So that's why we're trailblazers because the actions we're doing right here, right now are setting precedent for the next thousand years. Mm, That's powerful stuff right there. So one of the things that I loved finding out about you is, you know, me being here in the South is that I'm in the Bible belt. Mm -hmm. And so talk about being stuck in old paradigms and and doing things in old ways and oppressive ways, um, controlling ways. Um, I really feel like you blend because you talk about how you're, you uh, grew up with Catholicism, Mm -hmm. but this idea of how you've blended kind of the old with the new, like to me being spiritual and the spirituality in this metaphysical world that a lot of people are embracing is not new, but right now it's quite new and quite, you know, where a lot of people are going, I don't want to use the word trendy, but then you've got this old paradigm of religion. And I really feel like you've brought the two together quite well. How did you get to that place of of bringing those together? 
this has been super fresh for me. So thank you for saying that because it's been a lot of work for me to get there. So I grew up in Catholic school, grew up in the Catholic church. My grandmother would speak in church every day. My mom's parents came from Italy, like very strong in my roots of who I was but it never resonated with me. There were certain things that did, but the dogma never resonated with me of like, if you don't do this, like the damnation, if you don't do this, then you're going to hell. Because I grew up in a childhood that felt like hell because I dealt with death since the age of two years old. And so all I saw was death, 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 like been to over 30 funerals. Like, and I never was able to process that. So what kept me really sane was not so much the dogma of like the repetitiveness of church where there wasn't a lot of space of creativity or like expression to me because it just felt like it was the same thing over and over again that it was just getting stale and it wasn't fresh but what always resonated with me were the saints and mother mary and jesus and so having these avatars these saints and these spiritual teachers you know that i always was really connected i've always been connected with mother mary my middle name's maria like she's always been like my go-to and until i was doing a lot of this work and recognizing what was working for me and what wasn't from my upbringing <laughs> that's when i discovered mary magdalene and discovering Mary Magdalene and Jesus's relationship as twin flames and how she was damned by the church for being a prostitute and things like that. Doing deeper research, finding out that she was actually, and Mother Mary were both students of Queen Isis. And my whole life I felt like I was Egyptian in another life. Like my favorite movie when I was a kid was Aladdin. Like I always felt so connected to the Middle East and all of that and just Egyptian culture and all of that. So realizing that Mother Mary was able to um, become pregnant with Jesus because she was a student of Queen Isis's sex magic and being able to be an alchemist of that and using her energy, as well as Mary Magdalene, I was just like, okay, like there's things that aren't being told in the church because there is control. They don't want you to think better than, like not even better than them. They don't want you to think for yourself because that's part of the dogma and the control that's been going on. And so that's been a lineage thing that I've had to heal. And that's how I've been able to be this bridge between how I respect the parts of the tradition and in terms of like Mother Mary and Jesus and the teachers, the actual teachers of, you know, that are so strong with the Catholic, because the Catholic and Christian are still very different too. And uh, they're very, like the Catholic is very strong with Mother Mary, you know, and we're very connected to that. Well, I feel like a lot more of Christianity is focused a lot on Jesus. Catholicism is too, but there's also a very deep respect for Mother Mary. So as I've learned to be more in my feminine, connecting more to Mother Mary in that aspect too, as Jesus's mother who had to feel everything that Jesus has felt because that's his mother. But then when I was in my rock bottom, I went to Asia and I backpacked through Thailand for two months, literally intuitively guided at the age of 23. I was like, I need to get out of here. Three weeks later, I was backpacking through Thailand for two months. And being around that culture, 
really opened my eyes to see what actual compassion is, what actual love is, what it is to be without so much of the materialistic bullshit that we are so con like consumed in in the West. And so being able to live in Asia and then going back to my Catholic roots, I've been able to be like, what resonates for me? What are the stories that resonate for me? And what also changed my life was Joseph Campbell and reading his book, The Power of Myth, to see how all of these stories from all of these religions all have the same theme. And it's the hero's journey. They go out there, they, they figure out they're on a mission, they find it, and then they come back and they share. And that's, that's to me, is my life. That to me is what I help people become their own hero, their own story in whatever, and all the religions are the same. This is the first thing that we need to do to stop the idea of separateness and borders is to realize that spirituality is spirituality and everyone has their own interpretation through their own experience. So who am I to say what is, resonates for you isn't true? That's bullshit. Because that's what's helped you to overcome your battles, overcome your struggles, overcome the adversity. So I have to honor that in you. I honor that in you. And true spirituality does, isn't hate. God didn't promote hate. He promoted, God promoted love. And so when you have a lot of these religions that are conditionally loving people based off of their sexual orientation, based off of the color of their skin, based off of their beliefs, you are completely blindsided to what the actual root of religion and spirituality actually is about. So this is why we're having these issues in politics, for instance, too, is because they're so consumed in this belief of conditional love. Yep. And so we have to work on unconditionally loving ourselves first by, again, taking responsibility, getting real with ourselves on what is true to us. What expands our, our light, our spirit? What brings us joy? And follow that. So that's why I'm here to be that bridge because I don't want people to feel trapped from the way that they were raised if it never resonated with them. So I can definitely hear the fire in your voice. And you're rising, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, your root chakra is so grounded and your solar plexus is just like, man, it's, it's empowered. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Your, your chakra work is working, but I'm curious. I mean, the, this idea of, you know, us being connected and, and, um, your experience is your experience and, and my experience is my experience and it doesn't devalue either one, but let's share it. Let's share what our experience is like and really have a heart centered conversation. Um, that's some pretty high frequency conversation right there. Um, that's definitely not a paradigm that a lot of people, and I would say mass consciousness is talking about because, you know, we are breaking away from those old ways and it's really hard when people are caught up in those negative loops and, and um, the societal bullshit that we get caught up in of this idea that, you know, it's all about love. And at the end of the day, it's about being our, you know, it can, it can come off as really quite ethereal and woo woo. 
And I want to know, you, you talk about on your website how you had this near-death experience. And I'm fascinated by these. And I'm disappointed that at 40, I still haven't had one. But that's okay. I'm not going to judge. Um, but I've read tons and tons of books about them. Um, and the experience, um, I mean, talking about the experience being different, it's essentially like everybody being blindfolded and touching an elephant and you know explaining what they felt it's all from the same picture but everybody's you know experiencing a different part of the elephant mm -hmm. but what i've gleaned from those books and all of the documentaries that i've watched on it is just this insurmountable love and connectedness and this you know it, it's something otherworldly that you can't even explain and i want to know if that experience for you is what really allowed you to shine your light and really come forth and show up in this way. Yeah, so um, I was struck by lightning in August 2012. And um, before that, a couple months before that, I had a really difficult um, LSD experience that really had me recognize and see what isn't working anymore what was i raised in what were the beliefs because i'd never really had thoughts for myself really because i was so depressed and so ingrained in my shadow and all the dark stuff which is why i've been saying lately like i'm really done with shadow work because that's a loop i just can't i, I choose to not go back into because i'm ready to like continue to shine my light and to shine light on shadows rather than being so engulfed in it, but honoring it when it, when it arises. So when I had, um, when I was struck by lightning, it was 2012. So there was already all the propaganda that it's the end of the world. Right. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I'm 23 years old. All I've experienced is death my whole life. Um, I've been depressed my whole life. Okay. So it has to go up from here. Like it literally has to go up from here. I, I've been through hell and back, like truly. And being struck by lightning, it was like like Mother Gaia and Father Sky were like, bitch, like reset, you know? And for four years, I was on a sabbatical where I didn't see anyone. Like I saw a handful of people. I didn't have social media. I um, was home. I was backpacking through Thailand. Um, I went to go see John of God. Like I was doing whatever I could to heal my mind, to heal my subconscious, to go back. Your subconscious is formed between the ages of zero and seven. So if there's a lot of trauma that you have during that time, that is going to continue to bleed into your future. So this is why I'm so passionate about inner child work is because if you have, if you still have issues from your childhood, they're going to, they're going to hang out with you. That little boy and that little girl is pulling on the back of your dress yeah. as you're trying to move forward. And so I had to do a lot of that work. So me being struck by lightning was me seeing this opportunity for me to like get a reset, like a light reset. And so it took me four years to like start showing my face again. It took me four years to like start to slowly share my story. But if it weren't for plant medicines like ayahuasca and um, cannabis and uh, psilocybin, I really do not believe I would be here today. Um, so I worked a lot with honoring the ancient um, 
the ancient medicines that have been going on from, you know, South America and things like that too, because as a global citizen, I've had my experience of the East in Asia and Europe and my South is very, I'm very like when I went to Costa Rica last year, that was another like Sabrina needs to get the fuck out of here. Three days later, I'm in Costa Rica. So that and going to Brazil and working with a lot of these Peruvian medicines, because I definitely feel like I was Peruvian and a medicine shaman in my past life down there too. I've always been connected down there. So I'm working on honoring these various energies and places in the world to allow me to be the inner, create the outer. So to me, that's how I've just really allowed myself to connect with earth is to honor and respect all the various elements and all the various traditions that come from here. So next, I'm feeling Egypt. Like I'm like really being called to Egypt, studying like the priestess, like Queen Isis, Mary Magdalene. Like I want to go where Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary went. Like I need to go there and really hone in and connect to that energy so i'm putting that there <laughs> for next year um but that's the thing for me it's just like how can i be a global citizen and see myself as connected to everything and that's what the lightning really helped me kind of do is realize that i'm so much more than the problems or the perceived limitations i've believed for so long because i was so stuck in depression and didn't know how to think for myself so I think that you're really proof positive how you can transcend negativity and, and make a choice to rise above it, so to speak. And we're coming up to an hour here. I, I think that what my last question to you would be is that um, if we are talking about humanity and where it is, and you know yes the shift is occurring and people are starting to wake up and and um you know we're starting to get in a much more loving nature amongst and more connection amongst everyone but what is your hope what if you could say in 50 years what humanity looks like what is your hope i want to be very pollyanna here what is your hope that we are going to create in the next 50 years with all of us who are awake? I'm so excited to answer this. We are collapsing timelines. We do not need to wait 50 years to experience this now. It's about our willingness to come together to honor our resources that we have to make this world a better place and to start implementing them now. So what I'm seeing in 50 years, I'm seeing solar, I'm seeing um, clean water. I'm clean, <laughs> clean oceans. Clean oceans completely. Stop sucking plastic straws. Like the plastic completely out. Out. I'm seeing um, people listening to each other. Mm. I'm seeing honoring um, ritual in a way that it's like ceremonious and honoring the phases of life. I'm seeing sustainable um, living in a way where people are growing their own gardens again. I'm seeing people really connected with nature and helping her continue to thrive. And so I'm seeing a lot more parks. I'm seeing fruit trees. 
on our sidewalk so that the homeless have something to eat because they're just houseless. Home is where the heart is. They're just houseless. Um, I'm seeing our vets healed. I'm seeing um, families together with divorce rates really low because a lot of people have been doing the work that they're not just going to quit and that they're calling in their true partner. Um, I, see a, I see conscious children running around, really being aware, honoring their emotions and being able to express what they need and their parents hearing them. I see it coming from conscious conception all the way until, you know, their children are 18 or whatever. Like I'm seeing this true respect of family. I'm seeing where people can express who, like that they need help and people are there to really support them. I'm just seeing a whole, I'm just seeing a planet of sustainability. I'm seeing our roads <laughs> not painted black, but painted gray because they're seeing that instead of having black asphalt, if we're having gray asphalt, it's actually keeping the heat. It's not as, it's 15 degrees hotter, if not 30 degrees hotter with black asphalt, other than gray asphalt. So then we're not wasting so much electricity. I'm seeing, um, I'm just seeing people really being responsible for their lives, really following their dreams and that technology is not detrimental to our health based off of the radiation that is coming off of it. So a lot more greenery, a lot more connection, peace. I don't see borders. Um, and clean oceans, clean waters, um, healthy food. I see all GMOs completely gone. Mm, hallelujah. Yeah, so to me, it's just a planet of complete sustainability, mind, body, soul relationship, that soulistic relationship. I love it. Well, again, if that's not a testament to the millennials and all the generations, you know, that are coming in after you guys, you know, I think it's a very exciting time. I'm, I've noticed, I remember in the 90s, going to a bookstore and being secretive about, about buying my tarot deck cards and my feng shui books because people would judge me. And that was the mental, basically, uh, the mental where people's minds were at. Like the, the consciousness was judgmental and negative and there wasn't a lot of spirituality. And having gone from that to where I'm seeing people now where everything is so much more open and non-judgmental and curiosity you know, versus where it's been. I think it's a very exciting time and I'm very excited to see where it's going. So I want to thank you, Sabrina, for coming on the show today. This was such a rad conversation. It was so great to, to talk with you. And um, I think of anything, I think that you're going to really give the listeners just hope for the future as to all of the amazingness that is going to basically evolve from this generation. I take that in. I really honor that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been so fun. I love having these conversations where I can just like go there, but also have my feet on the ground. And that's the biggest thing is just really keep your feet on the ground, recognize what's going on, but also keep your head up, keep your head in the stars because you are made of those same elements. You're made of the same elements as the earth. So it's up to you to just really recognize you're worthy and you're enough and 
you can go and believe believe in yourself and watch the miracles unfold. So thank you, Amanda, for having you. So fun. And if people are interested in learning more about you, uh, what is your website? How can they stalk you? Yeah, so you can uh, go to my website, uh, sabrinariccio.com, R-I-C-C-I-O. And you can also find me there on Instagram, Sabrina Riccio. Um, I have the Sovereign Society podcast, which has been really amazing because I just really, I love having people share their stories of how they've been able to overcome their stories. And, you know, and I just feel like the more we share stories, the more we realize that we aren't alone. So that's what we do a lot um, through the podcast and on the website. And I also have e-courses and experiences, one-on-one -on -one work there. So you can check that all through my website and I'm going to be working on actually touring around a little bit and doing workshops and things too. So that's what's kind of like on the pot right now on the stove. So it's all flowing. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. It's so fun. I cannot think of a better way to open up and maybe start a conversation about this new way of ideals and the way that we see our planet and each other and just the paradigm. I think one thing is clear, it's time to change. And you're either on board with the shift or you're not. But I will say this, either way, it's occurring, so you better start paying attention. You need to start paying attention to your environment, who you surround yourself with, how you speak to yourself, your relationship with nature, and how you can give and receive equally. This is about making a choice, and as we quickly head into the new year, the choice is now to make a change. Are you ready to step up and step in to all that you can be, to all that you can offer without the fear? Hell yeah, let's do it. I'd like to thank you for listening to this show today. I am your host, Amanda Gates. This was such a kick-ass conversation. So many great nuggets of information. If you would like to get more information, you can reach out to us at letschatatthegatescompany.com or head on over to our website at gatesinteriordesign.com. I will have show notes there with additional information and links to anything that we said and also Sabrina's information. And don't forget to head on over to our YouTube channel to find more information about just some feng shui tips and other things like that. All right, everyone, I hope you are enjoying this kick-ass season and tell somebody close to you that you love them. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies. <laughs> <laughs>